Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 132, an episode that is being recorded on uh, President's Day in the States. Family Day for most of Canada. We talked about Family Day last week. Yeah, it's nothing for us. Because it was BC's Family Day when we were recording last week. But uh, my name is Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is... Stephen Heck. John Cullen. Stephen, are you okay there, buddy? I mean, look, I um, it's President's Day, it's uh, 9.43 p.m. I've basically been streaming video games with Jesse and Rob and our friend Chris James uh, among a multitude of guests on the Go Off Kings Twitch stream for uh, over 12 hours. Um. So I don't know how much I have to offer here. All right. Everyone knows, of course, playing video games is notoriously strenuous, as we all know. Well, it is for 12 hours if you have to talk about it the whole time. I guess that is true. And also you have... Well, and we also played the game where you have to defuse the bomb and stuff. And there was a lot of like mental... That's mentally taxing. It's true. It's true. Yeah, we had to be on the whole time. I mean, I wasn't, but, you know. You feel like it went well overall? No, last week when we talked, you said that this was not going to be for charity... I mean, it was going to be for charity because you are yourself a charity case. But in the yeah. end... It- and, yeah, so we were looking for like anti-gun or like gun violence charities, but they all kind of suck ass. Um, they're all run by like Michael Bloomberg. So uh, we went with a uh, we went with, like a mental illness uh, charity called uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And we ended up raising like $3,100. Wow. So, That's outstanding. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying it's more of a mental health issue than a gun issue? Is that with the stand your stream took? Uh, I mean, you don't have to watch the full twelve hours to find out. <laughs> now we accounted for the fact that you would be so low energy, Stefan, uh, by bringing in a, a, a bit of a ringer here. Yes, he's uh, yes. he's. I would say. Probably our most energetic guest. One of the most beloved guests in history of, yes, of the show. Most certainly, that is true. Not just of the show, in the history of the world. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And According uh, to our listeners, anyways. Yes, and our, well, our show is the only one that matters. And uh, he is here with us now, and he is just chomping at the bit to get going. Give it up Please. for Chris James, yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And everyone thinks Chris James, they think uh, high energy. Yeah. That's what they think of Chris. Chris I mean, I do think of high energy. Hey, hey now there we're we talking. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. We're like, could we throw to Chris? He's like, oh, hey, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, gr- great to be back on Real Good Show. Uh, watch my show, not even a show. Uh, thanks, guys. Just want to plug my YouTube. Yeah, just. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It but means a lot. It is uh, actually, though. It is returning guest Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, party people? Let's play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is exactly what talking. you would normally expect from Stefan, yeah. but he's yes. not able to do it today. I love playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's the Olympics. It's uh, it's uh, it's winter. It's fucking cold out there. 
It's probably not too cold down in LA at this time of year, though, is it? Um, it, it's actually been cold enough where I need like a light jacket. I guess you haven't left the house all day, so you wouldn't know. Well, no, I went outside. It was kind of windy at one point. So. <laughs> but I was like on. I'm, we're on a. You know, there's a balcony, and sometimes there's it's just like a sort of wind tunnel. It's like between two buildings, so I, I you know, I can't judge what the weather was actually like. But uh, I am uh, so tired right now. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. I noticed. Uh, but we, of course, we recorded a big hockey talk episode yesterday with Justin Bourne. We did. And uh, if you want to hear Stefan get all riled up, so riled up that his phone connection just uh, can't handle how angry it he exploded. is. <laughs> you can head on over to patreon.com slash real good show and enjoy that. But uh, I don't know. And you- Justin, Justin, you should know that uh, I had uh, a, fr- a friend of ours, a friend of the show, Greg. Uh, uh, weed guy, uh, 420 boner, ah, yes. uh, said he really enjoyed the bonus episode and he's not like a Canucks fan necessarily, but he, he said he just likes when people talk about sports and, and like reason things out and reach like a conclusion that makes sense, which you never get on like sports radio. So he appreciated it. Oh, that's nice feedback. Yeah. I think, I feel like Justin Bourne, uh, is just a great guest for that. I feel like he's very level headed, very smart guy. And also, I, I think it helped that Stefan, you had time. You had a refractory period after the uh, <laughs> after the deal, where you could kind of uh, let it let it sink in a little bit. Yeah, because I think people were super mad that we recorded before the extension was inked last week. So yeah. technically, the extension was announced like an hour before we posted the show. So I don't know how anyone could have expected that we would be talking about that on the show. You know. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it ended up being. Uh, what's going on? Nothing. It was just a really bad question on my part. Okay. Yeah, it so- sounds like uh, you're not the only one with low energy here, Stefan. <laughs> yeah, I like. I I personally love questions that go in circles. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite Absolutely. types of questions. Yeah. Their their own circular question. I tried to do the opposite of what Greg enjoyed about the bonus episode. <laughs> tried to make it as convoluted as possible. Exactly. Yeah, I respect that. Speaking of low energy, when Trump would call Ted Cruz low energy, was he like kind of hinting that he was impotent? I always see that on the internet, or like I did see that on the internet, I mean, and I've I think never that's, heard that's that. That's got to be part of it because Ted Cruz is like this very limp. Yeah, it, it would kind of it kind of seemed like an impotence joke. Yeah, probably. I mean, all the shit was like your dad killed JFK. Now I did. Wait, your wife is bunk as hell, and like I don't know. All of that was much more explicit. So I think if he meant that, he would have just said that. Uh, I th- now I just realized it was Jeb Bush he called low energy. Ah, right. And Jeb Bush is for sure impotent. Yeah. So. <laughs> Please <Definitely>. clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After every time he gets an erection with his wife, he tells her, Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> clap for me, baby. Uh, what, uh, what uh, Stefan, what was your favorite uh, moment of the stream today? Yeah, what was the best game? I mean, probably the the bomb diffusing one. Oh is, yeah, because we saved it right for the end, right? Like That's we a, saved it for eleven hours in. Wouldn't so you be, be your stupidest? Yeah, we'd be completely delirious. Um, and at so we all kind of took turns trying to fuse it. Um, so Jesse had the bomb in front of him the whole time, uh, and I helped him a couple times. And Rob helped him a couple times, and Felix helped him, and then Chris tried to help him, and Chris was like so high. <laughs> Uh, cause he'd just been eating, like he'd been 
Chris was on for the entire fucking stream. Was he? Yeah, Chris just hung out with us for twelve hours. It, it, it rocked. Oh, it's problem, almost he, it's he, almost he like ate a bunch Chris... of edibles. And so, by the time it came to uh, you know, it was his chance to defuse the bomb. He just like he was like, I don't know what any of this stuff means. I'm he was su- like trying to read the instructions, and he was like, I don't. This is a different language to me. I'm surprised and he didn't did- have a job to head off to. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Well, all the talk radio shows were off today, so he couldn't call them. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Well, actually, he did. He did call <laughs> Jim Lockwood uh, live on the stream. Oh shit! Is Jim Lockwood is, out of the hospital and he's back? He's, and, yeah, he's back now. He Chris was had a nice conversation. With him. He was hospitalized. <laughs> yeah, did he shot just himself. Walk into a door or something. A sword probably fell yeah. on him. But <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Chris's theory either is or isn't. I forget. But that was the joke. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, there's a lot going on in the James household. Yeah. No. I don't think Chris has ever had an actual job, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure like even when he was a teenager, I don't think he ever had a job. No, he worked uh he used to work in a lot of factories and stuff. Well he has that joke about it, but I don't know that he actually did that. No, because he, he knew he knew stuff that was a little too on the nose for trades. Oh because okay. he he used to have a joke about a guy who would wear wear different uh boots. Like on each foot, right, right. That's like a true like sign of an alcoholic that works in a warehouse. Like right, that's the only kind of guy he knew. Like a lot of the alcoholic characters. Gotcha, gotcha. And also, one time I told him I started a new job, and a guy almost uh, killed me at work. And we kind of thought of he did it on purpose, but then it was it's probably because he was really drunk. And then he was like, "Why don't you call him out for being?" like drunk or hung over at work and then I was like, Well, you start doing that, people start and then he like finished my sentence. He's like, then people will call you out for being hung over at work. <laughs> I'm like, only a true person that has experienced right. grimy uh trade workers would get that. I worked in a little known fact, I worked in a warehouse for two summers. Well where me, the 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 prissy white boy. Yeah, straight as an arrow. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I worked at uh, my my mom works for a freight forwarder on Annesis Island, and she's like works in the office, and so I worked in the warehouse hand bombing. That's all we did. We just pulled uh, boxes off out of shipping containers and put them onto semi trucks. They called me the professor. <laughs> Just because you knew how to read? Yeah, exactly. That's, your glasses also. That's literally exactly right. Yeah. I, I don't know if I wore my glasses that often. That was probably back when I was wearing contacts. How old were you at the time? Uh, I did it when I was 19 and 20. Oh, okay. But yeah, well, I told that's them still I... pretty young to be the professor. Well, I told, well, I told them I wanted to be a teacher, and then they were like, oh, he's the, the professor. Look at fucking Doogie Hauser over yeah, here. Yeah. Legit. No, well, so, and, then it, and, then it, and then it got uh, twisted up, so it was actually... So I was the professor for, like, my first year. Then the second year I was there uh, was the World Cup. Uh, it would have been 2010, I guess. No, tw- 2006. Yeah, because that, yeah, 2006 World Cup. Uh, and so we used to uh, go for like extra long lunch breaks and we would just go to the foreman's house and watch the World Cup. And there was like five of us. And then there were these young guys. It was a particularly like slow part of the summer. So it wasn't like there was a ton of work to do anyway. And then there were these other three young guys and they didn't come with us. And it was just because they didn't want to. They were invited, but they didn't like soccer. And then one guy one day just like had a spaz and he was like, 
why you, you guys leave for like two fucking hours and you make us do all the work when you're gone and what the fuck and you take John with you and he only works here in the summer and whatever and then uh, <laughs> and then he's like why do you take John with him and then the foreman just looked at me he was like cause John's special <laughs> and so then the guy was like just fucking lost his mind and then my nickname became Johnny Special <laughs> So then I was Johnny Special for the last like couple months I worked there. That's much better than the professor. Yeah, I like Johnny Special. It sounds it's, like a uh, sounds like a gun. <laughs> it does sound yeah. It sounds it sounds cool. Because <laughs> also amongst those types, like they consider even though it's like a very prestigious thing to like achieve a PhD and be a respected person in society. In their world, it's actually a slur. Yeah, calling oh, someone a professor. Oh, I, oh, it was definitely a slur. It was for sure a slur. <laughs> Except for the, like, two guys who were, like, also legitimately smart that liked me. And then I also worked with a guy who at the time was, like, the second biggest Coke dealer uh, in Richmond. And he would just show... Uh, actually, Chris James knows it. He knows a lot of information about him. <laughs> and uh, and it was really funny because he just, like, told me all about Coke dealing. And I was I thought it was pretty fascinating. And he also liked to sing John Legend. So we'd, like, sing John Legend <laughs> in the back of the trucks. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's, like, probably done murder. And me and him would just be in the back of the truck, like... All of me <laughs> loves all of you, um, but yeah, yeah, he's 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 out of the game now. He's a I haven't seen him. <laughs> he in got much. shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to getting shot, uh, they got all of him <laughs> out of the game of life. Uh, that professor thing just reminded me of uh, the uh, story my friend told me. Is he was waiting to take the bus like on kitty corner of Maine and Hastings and it was one of those construct uh which your listeners probably your yeah if you it, if you're not from Vancouver Maine and Hastings is uh like imagine the worst intersection in your town and it's worse than that it's the free zone from the wire basically yeah. is what it is nice and uh there there was some a sign one of those paper signs on the bus stops being like oh this go to a different spot on this day the bus doesn't stop here and uh, he said he was watching this guy go up and read it. And this drunk man who you could see the urine stain or uh, like on his pants. He just goes, tells what the sign says, Einstein. <laughs> but it, like him reading a sign just pissed that guy off so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't thought about that in years until he said that a professor thing like that. He thought that was like, <laughs> what are you reading signs for? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, college boy fucking rides the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the other the other guy that we uh, the other guy I really liked there was um, we called him Silent Bob. I can't even remember what his I think his first name was Nick, but they just called him Silent Bob because he was like didn't talk that much. Wore long his, trench coats uh, all the time. And, <laughs> yeah, and his, when he uh, talked, it was only about like licking his wife's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, he called it her brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, her brown area. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But he uh, he was uh, he had gotten in so many car accidents. He was only like eighteen, but he had gotten in so many car accidents that his car insurance was like forty five hundred dollars a year. Jeez. And we just like they just were merciless. Like they would steal his keys at work and be like, "You can't drive home. Like you shouldn't be driving home." And that's what he was working there to save up to buy car insurance because it was so expensive. <laughs> So he was one of my favorite characters that worked there as well. Stefan, I feel like your uh, head is like tilting backwards. It is. I may have to call it quits on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
fully understandable. You've produced enough content for the world to enjoy on this day, I feel like. Thank you. We'll let well, you off the hook have, this once. Have fun, everyone. Uh, if, there's any, if there's any really bad questions in the top three, please uh, make fun of them uh, for me. Yes, we will. Um, uh, Your one good thing is to watch the stream. Yeah, go check out uh, the door. <laughs> it looks like you're dreaming with your eyes open right now. That's <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will see you guys around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you around, bud. Enjoy well, your what, sleep. What am I supposed to say? No, no. I I, say bye. I guess I can just do that. Yeah. No. I, like. I no. I, I liked it. What um, what what you got to work tomorrow? I assume. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what else I have tomorrow? I have to fucking stream again. What? Why? Yeah, I have to stream Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Not well, for 12 fucking hours, but... Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Yeah, we, yeah, we, do, we stream four days a week. What the fuck? Why did you do that? Because well, great. Cause it's fun. <laughs> Jesus, Murphy. 12, like 12 hours might be too much. I'd have to do some research. but um, <laughs> Yeah, I like, think you need a lot. respect and also just like right now, like it feels like too much. But, um, you know, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Well, hey, best of luck with that. But I, I might also just die. So. Yeah, were you, were you, uh, how did the gamer goo go today? It's good. It leaves a bit of like a, a white residue. I also, um, Jesse's mad at me. Uh, because I put, uh, I got a picture of him up on my phone and then I put saran wrap over it and then I splatted a bunch of gamer goo on it and I called it a gamer tribute. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he's like really mad about it. I think, so I mean, like, it's, it's really, really funny, but it, it, doesn't, it looks like, I mean, it looks like cum. So. Of course. Of course. Well, uh, we didn't think you were going to make an appearance at all, so thank you for uh, being a true of soldier in the name of uh, of gaming. Content, and gaming, and sports, and <laughs> I love you boys, and I will, uh, I will see you. His eyes are closing. I'm going to go to sleep now, I think, so uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Don't even, right. don't even turn off the yeah. Google Hangout, just fall asleep right here. <laughs> Please, like, turn the lights off, and, uh, yeah. you know... I'll- yeah, all that well, I'm gonna, stuff. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna try and go to. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, he's gonna fall asleep with the lights on and his clothes on. Oh, for I actually, sure. I actually think. I think prob- well, I have to take my contact lenses out too, so I gotta. Uh, he's gonna take his contact lenses there. out and then get a sudden burst of energy, and you know what he's gonna do before he goes of to sleep. Course. No, I legitimately don't think I have the energy. Well, bye guys. See you later, bud. Good bye, night, Stephen. Stephen. See ya. Oh fuck, that was great. Oh man, thank God we got rid of that guy. Yeah, a hey, cameo Jesus appearance. Murphy. That was kind of weird though that he very like stated clearly like that he thinks it's just a mental health issue. It's not a gun issue at all. <laughs> I thought that was so crazy. Because that's not what the kid, the victims in Florida, are saying. Yeah, and it was yeah. weird that he would go against that so aggressively. Well, <laughs> it's not right for them to politicize their own tragedy. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was. Uh, yeah, I thought it was particularly interesting when he said, uh, and I quote, "All of the anti-gun charities are." Bad. <laughs> yeah, that was a very telling quote. Oh, I think so. All I can say is that I think who post so- made him that beer? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Did the NRA buy them off that easy? <laughs> I think Paul Ryan cost like four million dollars. That was just some. I saw the picture of the beer on Twitter. It's like yeah. a six pack of Corona and a pizza <laughs> and a pizza. Yeah. Like, well, we weren't going to do it for just the beer, but then once the pizza showed up, I yeah. mean, well, one- he refuses to take money from the NRA. <laughs> yeah. But food and beverage. Yeah, that's fine. Those Why are, not? Those are acceptable gifts. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Rush Limbaugh, though, came out swinging this week against the kids. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. That's, that's I really, I really was waiting for who was going to be the first person right. to be like, these kids are fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Rush Limbaugh. So if you had him in your pool, congratulations. I mean, it kind of makes like <laughs> the thing. The logic is like they shouldn't be politicizing this tragedy. But how long do you wait to politicize calling kids assholes? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, let's not, let's just let the victims rest unless they disagree with me, then fucking little shit. Because he's such an angry opioid addict. That's what always surprises me about him. He's like addicted to oxys, but he's always so angry and full of hate. Yeah, he, that's... He, he just vanished for a little while, though, so I feel like he needed this to re-raise his profile, you know? <laughs> oh, what a ghoul. <laughs> yeah, he is a true, a true ghoul. True ghoul. Not wrong. Yeah, I, I um... Yeah, I, I think that uh, as being someone who works with children all the time, I do think that that cool. is a uh, that's that's something that people say to you a lot. Like they'll be like, "Oh, I can't believe you work with kids, teenagers. Like they're all crazy." And so, yeah, it's like it was only going to be a matter of time before some conservative was just like, "Well, I mean, they can't vote. How can we? <laughs> yeah. How can we trust anything they're saying?" <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, for one, uh, I just think it's awesome that all the kids are finally just like fucking just going for it it's fucking dope as hell yeah and the i think the the really moving part is like some of the speeches they've been giving oh. are, are so moving because obviously they're uh they're crisis actors and they've been given a script <laughs> <and they speak> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh boy oh i feel bad even having any amount of fun about this yeah but, it's uh, a horrific tragedy but you have to you know i have a criminal record though so i can't like cross the border so america's a for america and <laughs> india have the they're the, as foreign to me as and, and they're equally as foreign okay america so, and india those india are the only countries you're banned from yeah, just those. <laughs> India was more for like just cultural right, reasons. Right, right. Yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You were banned for cultural reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, you take one P in the Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> they just lose their shit. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah, you can worship the cows. You can't ride them, though. <laughs> so, it's a very, but you know, you got to respect their culture. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, there, well, do you want to hear? I just said India because I was very tortured by some bad stuff that happens in India. They're they're like so fake news is a thing everywhere, but they have a problem with the app WhatsApp. Okay, which is the super popular. It's not yeah. as popular anywhere else in the world. And like, because all these fucking just as we can see as anyone that has their parents or their friend parents friends on Facebook, like older people don't handle the internet well. Except there, it'll be like, there'll be like some kind of cultural and ethnic tensions between certain groups. And then someone in WhatsApp, because everything's encrypted, uh, they'll just like send all these messages being like, so-and-so abducts and murders kids. And then these mobs will come and just beat those people to death. And then the cops are like, no, that's not true at all. And they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> it happens like every couple of months in India. They're so just like, like swatting via text, basically. Yeah, but it's it's not the like the people <laughs> like it's just they're not getting but, the police to kill the people. They're yeah. killing the people themselves. That's so. It's crazy. like a mob mentality. It's literally the death. So whenever you see like people like oh let's not have a mob mentality about actively investigating sexual assaults. Yeah. It's like no, there's places where there's still mob mentality. Yeah, where it's real. Jesus. So yeah, yeah WhatsApp uh, download now on the Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you guys a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we really, we could use it. Honestly, do you think they would like the copy on that? If you I think they would. They would love that. Yeah. yeah, we've been trying to get in with Big App for a Big, long time. Uh, if we could just tie in, uh, you know, Indian gang <laughs> mob murders as much as possible. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, WhatsApp is weird because I I have like one person on WhatsApp that just I don't I'm not really like tight with them in life, but for some reason they just use WhatsApp and they'll just send me They're a drug dealer. Maybe they'll just send me like memes via WhatsApp and I'm like this is not They're I a have, meme dealer. <laughs> yeah, they're a meme dealer. One of my hockey pools, the entire chat is through WhatsApp because I guess like one person in the pool does not have Facebook. <laughs> So we all need to have WhatsApp. Well, that's instead. like my hockey pool is on Slack. And then I tried to get my football pool on Slack and they were like, no, WhatsApp for us. And I was like, well, you guys are well, dumb. I don't have WhatsApp and I don't have like Snapchat either. I just well, like those are completely my, different things. I've got my core apps and I'm done. I don't need any more apps, you know? I feel like God, you keep trying to I've sell cro- this core I've app to me, Justin. Okay, I don't <laughs> want it. I've crossed a certain threshold in my life as an adult where like no more apps. It's all good. I don't think that's true at all. I think if like, uh, I don't know, if like CM Punk put out an app, you would get it tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. What would the app be? I have no idea. get your ass I... kicked in UFC. Yeah, that's the app. That's the name of the app. It's very unwieldy. It's yeah. a working title. Yeah. Yeah. It's for really depressed people. <laughs> yeah. Try to get super into it when you're 38. <laughs> that's, that's the app. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's a, yeah. those are two great titles of an app. <laughs> How to get your ass kicked in the UFC <laughs> when you're 38. I can't get any apps on my phone because my phone you only has... You have a flip phone, don't you? No, 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 no. But, uh, oh, okay. but it's a piece of garbage. Uh, you did it, have a flip phone relatively recently? No, no people just assume that about right, okay. me. I give off the persona as yes. this guy's got a flip phone. You do. Because it is cheaper to buy. El- uh, the Alcatel One Touch is a $60 phone you can get from Best Buy. Uh, but this is the LG. It's about one ten, so that's nice. pretty, that's a much higher quality phone. But the thing is, is like Google Play keeps uh, Android keeps having to update, so eventually you just run out of room for other apps. So you have to like pick what apps mean more to you. And today, because I knew I was coming on this podcast. I haven't been listening to podcasts because I had to choose between Facebook Messenger and my podcast app. So today I deleted Messenger to have the podcast app, and that's why I had to call you, John, because oh, okay. you yeah. gave me my, your address in Messenger, which is not on my phone. So I was like, I think I'm near your house. <laughs> I was wondering why you said that. You're like, I was actually wondering you when you called me. me. You I was your like, exact you're address. Like, yeah, you're like, I think I'm near your house. And then I was expecting you to say like, it's twenty five twenty eight, right? <laughs> Like like you're reading yeah, the address and you're like business. You're I like, was no, near. I'm up front of a business. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, it is close to my house. <laughs> I took a swing. I was like, oh, I love. No, it was great. <laughs> you did well. I like that you did research to come on the show, though. That's- well, because I saw when uh, when did I have to cut? Like, I haven't had a podcast app on my phone for. Uh, 
Wow, it's it's been it's been a while. Oh, like wow. it's this summertime because they oh, wow. it went down to Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, and podcast. You apps. just have like five hundred megabytes on your phone. Basically, no. Like <laughs> it comes to the fact that like I have to like decide which images to keep. Like I'm like it's right. it's it's that it's that bad. Like I've deleted text message threads so I can take a picture of uh, a suitcase I saw on the street because <laughs> I like putting pictures of garbage on social media. <laughs> because <laughs> i do a bit where i'm like oh like it's re- it's always really john can attest to this it's really awkward promoting shows on social media mm-hmm. so the bit that i do is i pretend that i saw garbage in the street and i want to grab it and take it home and take it in as like some sort of hoarder but i'm like oh i gotta get to this show so i can't grab these <laughs> shoes i found near the bus <laughs> But my, my like my mom so like for a while she was like concerned. She thought I was, just, like, just just for a while. Yeah, well she's concerned for other reasons. But she was taking this bit at face value, like because one was just like pants I saw on the sidewalk. One Do time. I need to get you new shoes? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just like she e transfers you like forty dollars. She's like, if you need pants, just say so, right? I was like, mom, you don't get stand up comedy. <laughs> like, this is how Dane Cook made it with MySpace. It's me with dirty pants. <laughs> Kevin Hart used to leave comment cards on all the things and then you get on an email chain but it's like that but with pants <laughs> yeah that's dope That uh, the obviously like logical next step is you do pick up the pants and you cut them into pieces and give them out at the show with oh, your like social that's, media that's bed bugger scavies 101 I would never want to spread because that's always whenever you see street stuff it's always Oh, I'm not a responsible adult, and it's moving day, and I'm just going to put a sign on stuff and say free instead of taking it to the dump like you should, or it's bed bugs. Yeah. I was just joking. Oh, I didn't actually want you to pick up the street. because oh, I considered it a lot. <laughs> You're like, I have considered doing it. I'm that. glad, though, that we're talking about images on your social media, because there was a very good one on your Twitter recently. Uh, of you performing at a sensory oh, deprivation yeah, very, show. Yes. That's the one of the funnest shows I've ever done ever. So it can you so explain fun. to people what it is first of all? So yeah, I don't know at to what regular uh, like what it's. I was a, it's not even my show I put on. They just asked me to be the host because I'm very like energetic. Is it Kyle's show? It's or was Kyle he just and, on it. Yeah, it was Kyle and, and uh, Max and a, Mitchell and a fellow by the name of Max Mitchell, former who's guest my, Kyle Bottom, by the way. Yes, who's married to a comedian, Stacy McLaughlin, and he's a real he's a really nice fellow, and he's like very best nice friends fella. with Kyle, and he's run shows before, and it was kind of his and Kyle's idea. So what it is is their eyes are comedy is like one of the only art forms where you need the audience. Like it dictates everything. It dictates timing. It dictates like what to like you you kind of play off of the audience. Mm-hmm. So you just take all of that away <laughs> by uh, putting the uh, comic in a blindfold. And then we put uh, construction noise, uh, like uh, ear protection. But then because I, we, it doesn't take out soft noise, we put in uh ocean noise and noise canceling headphones at a high volume so all they could hear was waves and then i would take them out on stage and a co- a, only a couple of the comics i fucked with so like to indicate to the audience that like yeah they actually can't hear this when the first comic kyle bottom was on stage i kind of left my backpack on the stage before the show started and then i retrieved a power saw from it and just started buzzing it right in kyle's face <laughs> as he was telling his opening joke and that indicated to the audience that they actually had no they couldn't hear or see anything so it's sensory deprivation for the performer yeah, and no. not the audience and so many people came to the show because they know the audience or the comedian won't 
talk to them. That's like people's biggest anxiety oh, going yeah, to okay. a comedy show. It sold out right away. Yeah. People so, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and then there was a great picture where Ross Stouk is on stage, and you're in the back with your shirt off. Well, Ross, he and was... He had a great uh, look. On, it's the look on your face. It's like the biggest shit-eating grin. It's like you're just like so happy. Well, because, yeah, it's kind of like a thing in like Shakespearean plays. Like There's like this little woodland creature that comes in and fucks around, and he like kind of plays to the yeah. audience. Like, you're Puck. You're Puck. You were Puck. Yeah. Puck, yeah. But like uh, hammered drunk with no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so also like Puck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Is that mid-sight? Mid-sight? Fuck. Yeah. Midnight's summer's dream? Midsummer Mid night's dream. dream. Fuck. Yeah. Midnight summer's <laughs> dream is a, a 1993 porno starring Jenna Jameson. Uh, yeah, it was fun. But Ross Ross was the only one we were worried. Like, I got out there and I realized, I'm like, Ross is very physical. And that's why he was, I th he did probably the best on the show because he was just really, Still it was like performing stand-up. Yeah, like. And, uh, he didn't really address too much. Like he did all of his bits, which, but he almost fell off the stage. Like when I went out there, I was kind of fucking around and trying to get him off stage because uh, we didn't realize the track kept replaying. Okay, we thought it would end, and then the person knew that the light was up, but his just kept replaying. So he's up there a little bit, and then I got out there and I was realizing like, oh, his like his foot is on the edge of the stage. Like if he tilted and then like hurt an audience member, or he got hurt. Like. That would just be the end of comedy at that at that venue. Yeah, which would be bad. But so the audience liked it. How are the how did the comedians do? Like everyone did very well. Like it's it's very fun. It's the first time that the show's happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think New York has this a show where they're in a different room. Yeah, there's uh, Ian. It's not Ian Carmel, and I can never remember who it is. It's Ian someone, and it's called Seven Minutes in Heaven, and they are sorry, Seven Minutes in Hell, and they put them in like a soundproof booth. And they do comedy to a camera in the soundproof booth, and then it's like closed circuit, and then the camera like projects in the venue. They did it at JFL one of the years that okay. I was there. When I first heard about this, I thought it was the other way around, kind of, because they do this with like food, where you go out to a restaurant, yeah, and like, <laughs> like all of the lights are off and shit about the dark table, yeah. exactly that. So that when I when I heard but about that the would show, be a nightmare. I thought it was like that. All you're focusing on is just the audio of the jokes, and you can't see anything. Right. I went to a play like that actually, and it was really good. My friend Matt Gordon uh, put it on, and it was like um, it's just like a podcast. It, it was basically. yeah, it was like a murder mystery, and so they like they had ushers, and you got blindfolded and led into the venue, and then the ushers sat everybody down, and then and you had to keep the blindfold on for like ten minutes, and then once everybody was seated, they turned the light off and you could take your blindfold off but it's completely dark in there and then it was all like sound cues and stuff but it was really cool because they had like they they put speakers in like different parts of the room so they so the sound kind of like moved around the room and then they had a bunch of like different audio things not quite like a power saw but they had like like there there was like a murder and you could hear like the gun and then the like there's the one part where they were like chopping some stuff up. it was like supposed to be i can't even remember what it was i don't think it was a dead body but it was like they hit something and it like sprayed the audience and stuff and it was a really interesting way to like see a play yeah and plus it's great too because you'll get in, in less trouble if you play another race than the one you are <laughs> <laughs> that's also true yeah I thought it was a little bit interesting that they just kept driving home that everyone was African American. 
<laughs> that if that was the stand-up comedy show where it was like the audience couldn't see you, I would probably be not allowed to do comedy after because I would I would go up and do observational comedy about my life as like I don't know like a gay black woman or something. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then all the comics would be like, Ryan, that was really uncool and like pretty pretty offensive, and I'd be like, no. Who's Ryan? (laughs) I'm Ryanita. I like that your your secret name is just your own name, but with Ita on the end. No, I'm Ryanita. Yeah, that's why why I'd never make it as a spy. (laughs) Yes, I am Ryan... <laughs> Vote for Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a classic Russian saying at this point. Yeah, exactly. That's what we all identify Russian people with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh well, Ryan. Last time you were here, uh, you were you, the reason that you're so beloved is that you had all these great stories about being a CJFL player. Yeah. Do you have any leftover football stories that you did not use last time? Or do you not? Oh, because, yeah, I told the two big ones, which is, well, this is so, so this ties in to, this ties in every, now I just became like a coked up guy talking about conspiracies at a party. This is the energy that we promised right off the hop. Well, it ties in everything, man. So as many of you, uh, you know, the, uh, the O, the OAR, the Olympic athletes from Russia, okay? That has, that goes right back to to the CGFL because all with that ick stuff if you uh, said netflix documentary yeah. icarus which goes into at length why russia has to be called the olympic athletes from russia like there's so there's two women from wada because one of the head offices is in montreal so mm-hmm. that's where the cjfl would send uh rp so <laughs> and that's where those ladies like russia was so they this fucking guy that played for the <laughs> Big Kahuna South Surrey Rams got popped for HGH. Meanwhile, the fucking Russians are like stealing pee like spies in Sochi. <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's like well, at the highest level of sport, like whatever. But the, the yeah. big Kahuna South Surrey Rams <laughs> must be under the strictest doping testing in the world. <laughs> Because oh, I I re-listened to that story and I uh, I was really upset because I uh, I was way too nervous and excited telling the ninety seven nothing story yeah but uh, and then also I like threw some people under the bus in that but uh, don't worry no one listened yeah <laughs> yeah they're they're good with it yeah. um we didn't hear anything no one was like hey man that Ryan Williams guy you had on the show but if, for the listeners that's my cousin here like <laughs> I just I think like I think about it all the time the guy that he. At halftime, when he found out the testers were there, he I talked about this on the last one. It's the funniest thing in the world. Like, when the, he found out the testers were there, he just, like, took his pads off and just hung out in the parking lot until the game was over. And then the, the team was like, we, God, we probably shouldn't give you a ride back. Like, that's really important taste of competition for you to just... I, like, I, I do like the idea that that would just happen in another sport, like hockey. Like, they find out the testers are in the dressing room and one guy just sits at the end of the bench, like, with the bat beside the the backup goalie. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I can't go out. I'm, uh, well, no, stays be- there during intermissions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, no, you have to like leave. That was the thing. Like he couldn't be on the sidelines cause then they come to you and then it's the worst fucking job 
that's why like this Icarus thing could happen. They're like, how could they get away with this? There's so much science. It's like, it's like deep down. No one wants to like look at a guy's dick awkwardly. Like it's the worst job. And it's so easy to cheat. And the, the testers are always like ahead of the game. Like it's so as a sports fan, you mean like, the athletes are ahead of the testers. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That, yeah Where they were like wearing a prosthetic dick or whatever with fake pee in it. Well, because the thing we were always told to do by like <laughs> you would you bite you bite like you're if you knew you had hot piss you would bite like your fingernail and rip it so you're bleeding. Yeah, and then kind of hide the fact that you're bleeding before you go pee and then just pretend that you're an idiot and don't know how to pee and like whoa my thumb's in my stream. And then you would have blood in the test, and they would have to retest you later. Ah, what a great tip for all of our listeners yeah. out yeah. there. It's a great tip for me, personally, yeah. as a person who plays a drug-tested sport. Thank you for letting me know. If you're a government employee, now you know also. <laughs> I feel like that would look a lot worse to government employee sports. You're kind of like, oh, he must have like uh, he must have got hit really hard on the in field. The kidneys. And, yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, they just assume that it's like, oh, like that sucks, but they're not probably going to follow up. But if it's like Greg from HR, they're probably like, oh, you've got to go to the doctor that's not a good sign yeah you just sit at this desk eight hours a day if there's blood in your pee that's your some serious shit's about to go down because that's literally like the big two like there's all the web md stuff where you like convince yourself you have cancer and then when and then when a girl yells at you for being distant you're like oh yeah well i have cancer it happens to everyone and uh (laughs) yeah definitely and but the like there's like symptoms that everyone kind of has in their life like everyone like will wake up sweaty or like Oh, yeah. have a dry mouth but pee in the blood and pee in the poo like those are like the, the like oh you're pee, pro- pee in, you in the mean blood <laughs> yeah there's, there's <laughs> 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 Well, no, that would be concerning for the medical community. It would be very concerning. And also, if they did a blood test and found trace amounts of urine. Uh, yeah, sometimes- did I say pee in the blood? No. Ah, fuck. You said pee in the poo. He said pee- both. Yeah, fuck. I just had piss on my brain. I had a real John's piss glasses of fog. That was so funny. Oh man, yeah, that would be like I'm just, I was just imagining that, like, because sometimes you do have some problems and you have to give a stool sample, and but they're like, just like, they- "Sir, we regret to inform you, there's urine." In your <laughs> And then he, you would just go, it's like, well, like, you know when you sit down, like, it's hard not to do both. <laughs> so I just put it in the cup. And then they would be concerned. They'd be like, well, this guy's a moron. So we're going to fire him from our job just for being that stupid. Oh, my God. That might be the funniest thing that's ever happened on this show. And that's also where that phrase from Future's song, Mask Off, comes from. Like, where he goes, two cups. It's like, that's what you get when you get tested. So you can pee in one and poo in one at the same time. <laughs> so you don't just take a shit and then piss all over the floor. Like, someone's got to clean that up. And that's not a, that's not a union job, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we go well, from should here? Should we talk about the Olympics? Sure, we can talk it about it a little bit. Yeah. The ice dancing uh, medals were uh, given out before we started recording. That was real so it's emotional. It's like an eternity ago now. It does, yeah. Now I'm crying for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. Tessa and Scott, I mean, uh, you know, just great, great stuff. And uh, 
Yes. Well, we were speaking of drug testing. You guys wanted to talk about the, the yeah. drug testing and curling. Yeah. yeah. And surprise, surprise. Which country got popped? Yeah, exactly. The Olympic athletes <laughs> of Russia. OAR. OAR. Hey, man, listen. I listened to a lot of OAR back in the day. And uh, I'll tell you something. No, I never listened to that band. But... <laughs> um, you guys know what I'm talking about? You're like lost? The, o- the OR? No, OAR. There was a band called OAR. They were like... Uh, like a Lifehouse type band. Okay. Uh, but OAR stood for Of a Revolution. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. This is a Christian band? I don't think so. I'll gonna... see if I can look up some OAR and play it on the show. I haven't really done a whole uh, iPhone into the microphone re- any anytime recently. I was so dumb. I thought, like, you, I misheard or you misspoke OTR. Oh, uh, for the, the, the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, this is, uh, okay, so let's see what we got here. OTR. This is from 2008. I don't even know this. I don't never really knew the band, but oh, hold on. Oh, is it? Star- oh, it started. It just nothing's happening. Oh fuck! It's because my volume. No, my volume's all the way down. Ah, uh. that's why. Yeah, this is for sure. Was this on a big shiny tunes? That's like that, American U2. It might have been. Yeah, it was very the whatever. Yeah, they're very shit. And so anyway. Uh, yeah, so the mixed doubles player for Russia got popped for meldonium, the exact same thing that got them in trouble in Sochi. Um, he did say he took it by accident, because that's <laughs> a thing that you take by accident is meldonium. I I'm always, yeah, I'm always mixing it up in my supplements and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. The thing that I, I tweeted this and, and um, the thing that is the most annoying when this happens in curling <laughs> is that people just go like, oh, what do you need to take steroids for in curling? Yeah, you know, it's like... Not okay. a real sport. Yeah, exactly. It's difficult. Like, yeah, especially, you can't fucking push a broom, Yeah, buddy. exactly. <laughs> I'm, br- I'm brushing my house right now. Um, but, uh, yeah. But they're probably not. How often do they push a broom? I'll tell you. Yeah. Never. Never. I yeah, don't. that's why your, ma- your marriage is falling apart, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe spend less time criticizing curling and more time, be, you know, being a partner to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> There was a great tweet that was similar to that that went viral from some lady who was like, me watching my husband at the Olympics uh, curling. Oh, so you know how to use a broom now, Doug? What about when you spilled the Funyuns in the den, Doug? It was like so great. But um, yeah, it's it's especially mixed doubles. It's actually a very, uh, very it- aerobic game. People don't really realize, but you're th- you, you throw your rock and then you get up and sweep it. And it's a very fast game. The, the time clocks that they have you on are very constricted with time so you're actually like you're up down up down up down you're sweeping as hard as you can like it's a very very physical game and i know a lot of my friends um you know i work out for curling but i'm not at the top level of curling where guys are you know in incredible shape or whatever you know i'm just in like average shape but there are guys that really put a lot of time in in the gym and even they were saying like the mixed doubles trials for canada they were playing like three sometimes four games in a day and they're like it's way more exhausting than than fours. So there would be an advantage. I mean, I'm not going to say it would so be. You're not a, sweeping your own rock ordinarily. No, no, definitely ever. not. Never. Yeah, yeah never. Yeah. So it's so that's the thing. Is like it's not that I'm not going to sit here and say that like oh it's going to make you some super curler, but to say it has no effect is is not correct. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. And there was also uh, famously Brad Jacobs who won the gold medal in 2014 for Canada. Uh, his fifth player. Uh, tested positive for steroids. Um, but this that's going back. Like I think it was after they went to the Worlds in 2013, and he was popped 
after the Worlds. Well, so they had to kick him off the team. Because it takes so much strength to carry the team <laughs> yeah. that far, C- Carry obviously. the team's brooms exactly. that far, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, f- so the fifth player is essentially like the sixth man in basketball. Like It's, yeah, like, it's like that, except you, it'd be like the sixth player if you never, ever played. So it's like, like those you, guys in college basketball that wear their warm-up thing and they exactly. go, oh, Well, that's shit. probably why he did it, is Pretty that... Much. He thought if he had that extra push, then maybe yeah, he maybe. could throw one rock. No, I mean, usually with fifths, <laughs> it's, it's you only put your fifth in in case of like injury or illness. That's pretty much the only reason you'd bring your fifth in. Like uh, in relay, like in track and Yes, field. exactly, exactly. Okay. So they, they're not exactly... So they're, they're, they're the understudy. Yes, precisely. Yeah, it's like, it's like the backup quarterback. Like yeah. you're not going in the game unless the game is way out of hand or your quarterback is injured or sick. Or you're taking a knee. Which actually means something different in curling. Yes, it does. I'm so sorry. I like. <laughs> I like. Oh god. It's okay. No, it's good. I liked it. it was, I, but I fine. like to think that he took steroids. How I've kind of always in the back of my head wanted to take them, like recreationally, just to get like fucking yoked for a bit, and yeah, then he not? like forgot. He was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just like completely forgot. Like, he, yeah, because I think you could totally He's just, assume like, looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's getting so many swipes on Tinder, yeah. plenty of fish. It would have been around that time. Yeah, and then he's just like, like at the gym, like everyone's complimenting him. Like if you listeners, you know, like those gym rat guys. Like part of it is psychological. Like they get off being like the biggest guy at the gym, oh, like yeah. kind of showing off. And then he's just like at the World Cup. He's like, oh fuck, <laughs> shit, oh no, oh those the plenty of fish was not worth it. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy because. Um, yeah, because I, I think that that's true because in curling, you don't really, there's no guarantee that you're going to get tested. Like they really only test you once you make it to a certain level. So yeah, like, it's not the CJFL standard. Yeah, exactly. Like I, ex- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like I've, I've never been tested. I mean, and teams that play in like the grand slams and stuff, you're not really getting tested until you like make the briar because that's when curling Canada, because at the worlds you will get tested. So curling Canada wants to make sure wants that to you make can sure that if you're, yeah, that you can represent them. So you don't actually get tested until you make the briar. So in his case, he might have, yeah, just thought, or he might've thought like, I'm the fifth, like it's yeah. probably going to be fine. Like they're probably not going to test me. I look super good. I look good as hell. <laughs> Yeah, he read that that was that timeline that would have been after the London Olympics where Sports Illustrated did that huge article about how everyone fucks. So yeah. he was just like, I'm just going to look so good for the Olympics and get so much skier pussy. And then he just he fucked himself over hard. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah, they took a different fifth to the Olympics. <laughs> they went to the Olympics the next year and he wasn't on the team. So he blew his shot presumably at going to the olympics now mixed doubles is like brand new as an olympic sport but is it new to curling in general or? no so it was it was uh, invented in 2001 okay and then it wasn't really played seriously until 2007 and there's been a world championship now i think pretty much since then i'd say about the last decade or so there's been a world championship What's appealing about it is obviously it's faster. And then it's also, you only need two players. So countries that want to get involved in curling, it's a lot easier to find two players, especially like one of each gender. Like you really only have to find one man that's interested in curling and one woman, and then you can just put funding behind them and whatever. And it can be the two that don't make it. 
uh, to play on their own, you potentially. Know? But it's but the thing is, one yeah, lady and one greased up Tongan guy, and then he's back. He's Absolutely. back for twenty twenty two. Absolutely, we need him back. Yeah, he's got to come back yeah, for we need sure. A greased up Tongan lady now, and they can play mixed doubles. They can play together. Well, it is crazy. Like there are definitely like if you go to the like the if you look at the teams that played in the world mixed doubles, like it's crazy. Hungary has won the last two years. Uh, they've never been competitive on the world stage at the fours. It's at like all. rugby sevens in a way. Yes, like exactly. certain countries that can't throw all of their money into like a big program. Exactly. Exactly. Ken- Kenyans and Fijians in uh, rugby sevens like light it up. Whereas yeah. in their fifteen aside, they do not. They're not good at all. Yeah. Exactly. Very good comparison there for sure. So Thank yeah. You. So it's 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 appealing in that sense too. That yeah, if you look at the world mixed doubles, it's a lot of countries you wouldn't even think like Spain, Estonia. Like small countries like that, like yeah, Fiji won the gold medal in, in the sevens. That's their first ever Olympic gold medal. The Canadian so. king of the hot take, Steve Simmons, oh, really stepped in it this week too. Yeah, was he the guy that went? Who he, went and said that not all gold medals are yeah, created? Yeah, was, what, yeah. He's a he garbage. Said mixed doubles yeah. is not a real sport. I would love to see the sports he's capable of playing. Um, I, what was his argument? Just that they've never practiced together. Yeah. So, so basically, what happened was it was a pretty unique situation. So, um, Canada made a rule that if you were playing in the Olympics for the fours, then you were not allowed to play in the mixed doubles trials. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so what happened, of course, was the the fours went first, and Rachel Holman won for the women, and John Morris's usual partner for mixed doubles for the last three years is Rachel Holman. And so what they did was they forced... She doesn't usually win to be the Canadian representative in women's, right? Well, well, she's been to the Worlds three times, but uh, as as Canada, and then two more times in juniors. So she's very good. Yeah, but, yeah of course, but, of course. But, but, I just yeah, mean but, like on this stage. Well, in this, yeah. Well, you just, there was nothing. You just couldn't, like, she wasn't allowed. Like, Curling Canada just stepped in and they're like, okay, all four, all four of them had mixed doubles partners that they were in the trials with and all of their partners had to find new players. So John gave Caitlin a call and there wasn't much turnaround time. Like the Olympic trials for the fours was beginning of December. And then the mixed doubles was beginning of January. And so like, of course it's Christmas and all that stuff. And Mm. so John gave Caitlin a call. They had one 30 minute practice before the Olympic trials and then they won. And then, so people were like, okay, well this is crazy. Like, how can you say this is not a sport, but the thing that I, I I tweeted this and I and I think that this is apt is like people were saying like oh this is crazy like we should be sending mixed double specialists and stuff like that but the reality is the game is so new that that's not going to happen and it, it's the the best comparison I can make is to three on three basketball so like you're you're telling like people saying like oh Morrison laws like this isn't fair like this is weird it's it's like saying like well, we should have three-on-three basketball specialists. We shouldn't send LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry to the Olympics. They won't win. They've never th- practiced. They've never, yeah. they've never practiced. That's seriously, like, that was basically the justification. And then they won the gold medal, and everyone's like, well, this is crazy. Like, But but they've both played mixed doubles for the last three years. They knew all the strategy. Mm-hmm. They were both preparing to go to the mixed doubles trials anyway. They're both so, two of the best curlers in the, the world. Exactly. So it's not like, so that's the thing. It's like saying, 
saying like, oh, well, if you had three basketball players that didn't that quit the NBA and just focused on three on three basketball, like would they on those longer passes? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they going to get beat? Like, of course, they're going to get beat by if you had a team of Steph and LeBron and Kevin Durant or whatever team, you you know, like so that was the thing is it was just it was such a stupid argument because he was basically saying like Steve Simmons was trivializing it and saying like they basically haven't even practiced this sport and now they won a gold medal. Well, it's like they've both been curling their entire lives. Like, it's I just, just can't imagine watching Canada win a gold medal at literally anything yeah. and then being mad about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was so stupid. And he went in on the figure skating team too. Like, because Patrick Chan said after they won, because he's never won, he never won a gold medal individually. He won two silvers. Yeah. And he said, like, this means everything to me. Like, I'm going to treat this gold medal like I won it in an individual competition. Because obviously he's spent his entire life in pursuit of that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And Steve Simmons was like, oh, yeah, like, Patrick Chan at the end of the day, like, you know what that medal is. Like, you didn't, you know, like, (laughs) it was like. fucking piece of shit. This guy regularly probably loses at racquetball. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, that that always makes me so angry. Like, people that are just, because as, like, a Canadian football fan, when people are like, or like sometimes we get Canadian comedians making fun of the CFL. It's like they make more than you, man. <laughs> totally. Like, it's like, well, it's like, it's like we're we're. It's, it's, oh god, those <laughs> those weren't words. Yeah. You weren't saying words. <laughs> no, I was I, waiting for them to I turn into words. Don't know any comedians who uh, routinely make fun of the CFL. I have, at this table, I only, anyways. I have three people in the back of my head, and well, I ma- respect two of them, so I won't name those two. <laughs> I've made fun of the CFL on this show, but I have not made fun of the CFL on stage. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was making fun of the CFL on this show mainly because we were in a feud with a CFL podcast. That's true. That is true. So, Uh, and also one of my good friends is a kicker in the CFL and makes far more money than I do as a teacher. And he works like six months a year and he's a kicker. So what can you say? Really? Yeah. Um, and he's a good guy, so it's all good. I'm just glad that we gave you a platform this week to really uh, be like the kerneling expert that hey, the hey. world has come to know you as of I'm last happy. week. Yeah, uh, with appearances in Deadspin yep. and uh, some UK newspaper. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, magazine, the New Statesman in the UK. Uh, yeah, and CBC Radio wanted to have me on, but it just the timing didn't work. You're out. too big for them. <laughs> That's just such a like. Happens. There's like in all like of of a curling expert. Not to, to be to belittle that position, but it's no. Funny you can belittle it at this position. It's just like yeah, the timing didn't work out. I had to meet with uh, you know, uh, I had to meet with like the EU press, <laughs> the Norwegian Times. Like yeah, it was crazy. I was just juggling. I had Oslo on one line, Helsinki on the other. It was like holy smokes. You think I got time for you, CBC? Give me a shit fucking break, bud. And you know, once I start playing the uh, the Norwegians off the fins, like I can get a little more cash out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think there's a reason. Reason though that we are not talking about Olympic hockey this year, really, yeah, on this show at it all. Sucks. It's <laughs> awful, and Russia's definitely going to win. Russia is going to truck everyone. They have a team of it's like it's a pro team. It's Pavel Datsuk and Ilya Kovalchuk, and like these guys aren't in the NHL anymore, but they're still NHL Co- players. Co- Kovalchuk could be if he wanted to, yeah, and Datsuk sure. could have probably stuck around. Yeah, he they're just saying decided that, to leave. Yeah. Um, 
they're saying that Kovalchuk uh, wants to come back to the NHL next year. After but he he's just, got his yeah. gold medal exactly. and he'll show it to Ovechkin and be yeah. like, hey, look at hey, this. Look at this. Well, especially because like with Russia, it's so funny because they're basically their last two Olympic losses were seen as like complete like national failures. Oof. Like the, the showing in Vancouver 2010 yeah. is exactly what sparked the fucking doping program in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So it's just so crazy. And they that, still got embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> and the Finns blew him out for bronze. Isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That was in Sochi. The Finns killed him for bronze in Sochi. In Vancouver, they didn't. They, that was the quarterfinal. They yeah, lost they didn't Canada, even, so get, they to didn't even get to round. a medal round. Yeah, medal game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty insane. But were you leading into our clip of the I week? I was. Here? Yeah, because yeah. we are not the only ones not really paying any sort of attention to the Olympic hockey tournament this year. Though it is fitting that like Russia is finally going to get their medal in a tournament that a is way less meaningful because of the, all of the players involved, and b. The the year that they cannot technically actually represent yeah. Russia either. So great. Like everything is kind of coming up like poetically perfect. I especially here. like I love their uniforms. I love that it's just like a white practice jersey that just says like Olympic athletes of Russia <laughs> in like tiny font on the front. Yeah. That's my favorite part of it. It's like you can't even be proud. There's no like I don't think any player's gonna score a goal and like do the like <laughs> yeah. do the like logo tap on the chest or whatever. It's like, oh boy. But yes, we are not the only ones not uh, watching. What I haven't been following. They what happens when they win a medal? Are they allowed to play the anthem? I'm no. pretty out of the loop. So they just stand awkwardly yeah. and listen to Wada's doping violations yeah, play over the last. Well, so no, they play the Olympic uh, the Olympic anthem and they raise the Olympic flag. The Olympics <laughs> has an anthem, of course. It's party rock. You don't anthem. remember? <laughs> yeah. I am FAO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Um, no, it's uh, don't you remember the? It's like an opera song. It was the that uh, Nikki Yanofsky sang it in Vancouver. Uh, she had that like separate song, but then she also did the like they have like an Olympic anthem. I'll see. It's it because it's really funny too. Like I think the words are like very funny. Um, as written by Red Foo, of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. It says, uh, yeah, this is from an article called, uh, the song is officially just called a hymn and was originally composed by a Greek musician known as Spiros Samaras. And it has been since the 1950s, the official Olympic anthem of the Olympic games and the IOC. And, uh, the, uh, lyrics are, uh, here we go. Immortal spirit of antiquity. Father of the true, beautiful and good, descend. Uh, oh, what? Okay, this is. Oh, sorry, the English sung version. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, so this is a. Uh, this is this version, although often performed at opening and closing ceremonies, appears to enjoy enjoy far less exposure than the original. Hence, its words may be determined only by listening to performances. Uh, but yeah, so it says Olympic flame immortal whose beacon lights our way emblaze our hearts with the fires of hope on this momentous day. <laughs> so Ryan is standing. Ryan is standing. No, no. He's taking it easy. As now we come across the world to share these games of old, let all the flags of every land in brotherhood unfold. Sing out each nation, voices strong, rise up in harmony. All our brave Olympians with strains of victory. Olympic light burn on and on or seas and mountains and plains unite, inspire, bring honor to these ascending games. I did not remove my hat, but I did have my hand over my heart. (laughs) 
So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special. That Nikki Yanofsky song, though, you just that's like you triggered PTSD just by mentioning that name. Oh yeah, sorry, she didn't actually sing it. She did sing it this th- thing, but it says uh, in in Vancouver, this was the only Olympics the anthem was performed in both the official languages of the Olympics. This was done to reflect the official bilingualism in Canada. Misha Bruger Gozman at the opening ceremony and Ben Hepner at the closing ceremony sang the first two, fourth, and sixth stanzas in English and the remainder in French. Her song was I Believe, which was the oh, official right. Vancouver 2010 Winter Olympics that's theme right. song. That's right. CTV's like, uh, slogan. They Do play- you believe? They yeah. played the shit out oh, of that man. thing for Absolutely. months on end. I had so much sex to that song. Every throw to commercial was fucking... <laughs> well, that's the thing that sucks is like... The well, it's amazing. I about Do you believe? Also, yeah. Jesus. Do you believe? Yeah. I believe. <laughs> Do you believe? Uh, <laughs> CBC has uh, like an app where you can watch the Olympics at any time for free, which it's is amazing. Awesome. Which is so yeah, amazing, and I, I love it. And how well it's like you can watch literally anything at any time that you want. It's so good, but. It's like the same six ads all the time. Like it's so bad. The like Scott Moyer and Tessa Virtue one. Like anything you can do, I can do better. When like Scott Moyer goes to pay with his plastic Visa card, and then Tessa Virtue pays with her Visa on her phone. Oh wow! Yeah, it is like oh, there's so, and there's the one of like Natalie Spooner. Like the Olympics are fourteen hundred days away. I have to start somewhere. And then it's like just showing her like training and You've stuff. You've got them all committed to memory. Buddy, I've seen them so many. Do you know how much curling I've been watching? It's the longest thing to watch. And I've watched almost every game. So it's a lot. I'm missing a game right now, to be honest. Are you going to catch up with it on demand later? I I may have to. <laughs> no, I probably won't. I I've won't catch watched, up with it on demand. Yes, CBC rules. Because I watched something I missed, which is the most I've ever been excited for a non-Canadian women's hockey game. Which is, of course, the battle of uh, the imperialists and the victims, which was uh, Japan versus a unified Korea. Right. And it was like it's so eerie because those cheerleaders are frightening. Like, yeah. it, how how do they not know that they're wrong? Oh, this is my favorite commercial. Fuck! I wish it was starting when we just started this. They ask Mark McMorris. Uh, to compare himself to a character in a big movie. Sorry to interrupt you. And he says, uh, uh, I'd probably be the sloth from Ice Age. I've seen that one. <laughs> that plays on TV also. Yeah, that's a good one. And you're like, oh, really? Of all the movie characters you could choose, that's the one? Uh, but the clip I was trying to yeah, set sorry, up. sorry. Let's get into this. Uh, was uh, Alex Ovechkin in conversation with Darren Drager. I don't know if this is a post-game interview or an intermission thing, but it's definitely he's just been playing... And uh, he's speaking with TSN's Darren Drager, uh, and Darren asks him if he's been watching the Olympic Games. Watching the Olympics? Nope. <laughs> no, not going to bother, hockey or otherwise? Um, maybe hockey, but, uh, you know, again, thanks, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> again, thanks, Batman. Um, well, he, he was the one who was always saying... You can say that you won't go. I'm still going to fucking go. Well, and Ted Leonsis had his back and was like, yep, I'll let him go. I think as soon as the hammer dropped and it was the Olympic, he's like, because it's hard to justify to your teammates making a playoff push. Hey, I have to go represent <laughs> the Olympic athletes from Russia. All right, I'll stay. I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay. I just can't wait to hear that anthem, boys. Yeah. No, they're going up against the powerhouse Canadian team led by Andrew Ebbett. Yeah. They need me. They do. Gilbert Bru- 
Brulee? Are you kidding me? They can't handle that guy. Could you imagine? Like, Russia's going to kill everyone anyway, but could you imagine if, like, Ovechkin and Malkin had to, held to their promise <laughs> and they were on the team, too? Yeah, just Ovechkin, Malkin, maybe Bobrovsky, and yeah. then they would just dummy everything. Like, <laughs> Slovenia's in this gold medal game, just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't even know if this Canadian squad's going to medal. Even. No, no, they won't. They won't because, like, uh, the Americans were built better than the, the Canadian team, and the Finns are probably the best team. Ah, uh, Sweden. Just, well, Sweden's I, look good so far. There's a yeah. lot of guys on Team Canada that are like, hey, remember that guy. Yeah, oh, but then there's like also a, team, a lot of guys on Team Canada that I've never heard of ever in my life before. Mm, there's only a couple I would say I haven't heard of yeah, before. Yeah, maybe like three. Yeah. But that's still a lot. For oh, Team yeah. Canada at well, the yeah. Olympics. Considering that if the <laughs> NHLers were allowed to play, our top three centers would be McDavid, Crosby, and Tavares. Sploosh. Yeah. Um, Sploosh. There's this KHL player that fucked himself over so bad. He's like one of the best Canadian KHL players. And he, because every, right, there's always like a, Nor- like Norway and Slovenia were like the two this year, like the ones that are always trying to qualify, yeah. just trying to squeak in. And he was like, oh, fuck. Like he plays for Kazakhstan's KHL team. And he's like, I'm just going to convert citizenship, try to make the Olympics. And then this happened and they, he would have for sure been like the team captain. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, it's uh, Nigel, <laughs> Nigel Dawes, Dawes, Dawes sure. and yeah, that, yeah, uh, Brendan yeah. Bachensky yeah. and uh, one other one that all play for <laughs> Kazakhstan. Yeah, and then right. they would just be like, yeah. they're just uh, wearing like the Kazakhstan uniform and just like looking at their fucking buddies that play on the third line in the <laughs> Swiss League and they're like, ah, fuck, son of, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, well. Very uh, nice. We should go from there. <laughs> I like. Into uh, the top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> Murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? <sighs> Bud. No chance. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We got exactly three good questions, and we're going to read them all now. That's all we need. The first one, it comes in from longtime listener Rich Marinsky, and this is actually going to lead us into another discussion about curling, because why not? Sure. It's what um, the people have come to expect from absolutely, you. Absolutely. It's true. Well, it's very that, much your brand. It is kind of one of the fun things about the Olympics, I would say, is that With Every people four do, years, people really... People care, you know, and they do actually like want, seem to want to know about, about curling, which is fun to a point, and then it's like... Okay, like I can only spend so many Facebook chats with people explaining to them how curling works. Um, but anyway, Rich Marinsky asks, given the recent Canadian women's curling team scandal, what's the pettiest but still legal way you would disqualify an opponent in an athletic competition? Now, I missed this scandal, so can you fill in uh, so, those of us who... Sure. Noobs. So basically what happens in, in curling is that uh, if your broom touches the stone... Uh, there's two different rules for that in two different situations. So that, a full stop. That does sound like some, a sentence that would appear in a Harry Potter. That's place. what I was thinking. Also, yes. <laughs> if you rub the broom on the stone, his broom touched the philosopher's stone. Yes, and then he revealed Voldemort. Um, that's all. We're, that's a lot of people don't know that, but that is the goal of curling. We're just trying to find Voldemort and kill him. Um, so yeah, so if your broom touches the stone before the hog line, so that's where that's the the area of play. So that's like when the you're... perimeter of Hogwarts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, I didn't actually realize how much Harry Potter shit is in Curly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if your team looks particularly hagrid, uh, then you can. I uh, know. So basically, what it is is um, the hog line is if you're watching. Also, from not the- a lot of black people. <laughs> that's true in Harry Potter also yeah, yeah that's yeah. also true that's what <laughs> Lee, I was going for Lee Jordan and uh, I think that's about it in Harry yep. Potter yep. yep um so anyway the it's the thick line so if you're like watching curling that's like the area if the rock doesn't cross that line you got to pull it off so if a if if the broom touches the stone before the hog line automatically it's pulled off. There's no decision-making. It's just that happened because there's no way that you could guess where the stone would end up. So that's kind of how they judge it. Once the rock gets past the hog line, if a team burns it, that's what we call touching the broom to the stone, they have to tell the non-offending team that they burned it. And then the non-offending team has the option of uh, removing the rock, leaving the rock, or putting the rock where they think it would have ended up. So So it's like a scratch in pool. Uh, sort of. As far as like where you get to pick where you put the cue. Eva, well, it's you don't get to pick. It's where you think it would have ended up. So like if it's a draw shot and it's coming down and it's got a reasonable amount of speed and they hit it mm-hmm. and it sort of stops it, you can sort of confer with the other skip and say like, I think it would have ended up here and, and you can put it there. And keeping it there as a, you know... Thing that you can bounce off of your, uh, with your shot just, can have a str- strategic advantage. So that's but, why they might want to keep it. No, so it's actually all just has to do with sportsmanship. All right. So your options are either removing the stone or like, yeah, being keeping it nice. in place and being nice. Essentially, yes. And so what happened was Denmark had a burned rock and it was like two feet from stopping. So the burn did not affect the rock at all. Most people in curling would leave that. They wouldn't take it off just because that's general sportsmanship thing to do. Holman decided to remove it. And so that was the controversy that she wasn't being nice enough. Because uh, as most of your listeners may not know, uh, which I have always known as of 24 hours ago, <laughs> there's no officials in curling. There's no officials. So yeah. So the officials, there are officials, but they're only there to settle disputes. So there's like a head official and they're in charge of all four games at the same time. And if there's a dispute between the teams that can't be resolved by the teams, then you call in the head official to resolve it. And so, but in this case, Holman was well within the rules to remove the rock, but people just thought, and that's the thing that's fucked up about the rule is that the onus. see why they called him the professor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was laughing about a vanilla ice lyric trying to turn it into a joke. (laughs) Because the official would be like, if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. It, uh, check out this ice and there's a dispute I'll resolve it and, uh, <laughs> I probably should have left that one upstairs no, it's it's yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. this, this is a peek a, inside the process yeah. I enjoy you're it. an energy guy you're, and, just and there, it you're the professor, professor. <laughs> the reason that showed up our two personalities very yeah Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, so that's essentially the whole thing. So people just thought that it was like unsportsmanlike of Holman to remove it. But that's the fucked up thing about the rule is that it puts the onus on the non-offending teams. They didn't do anything wrong. And now because they're following the rule, they're getting shit on. So that was like the big debate on Twitter is like, ooh, would you have removed the rock? Why would you do that? That made Holman look bad. Blah blah blah. So, but also she was having like a rough go at the start. She too. still is. Yeah, she's yeah. not. She's losing five four to China right now. So, it's not going. If she great. loses to China, it's it's an uphill battle. So yeah, I guess the big problem is she was uh, rude. 
to yeah. that other team. That's basically the problem. That's the main issue here. That was the debate. So the and pettiest but still legal way I would disqualify an opponent in an athletic competition is if they're rude to me. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is what I would do is I would, uh, if someone chirped me in hockey, I would say that they uh, did a slur to me. And I would have them removed. That's the petty way. I'd be like, how dare you be mean to me? I'd be like, oh, they said a homophobic slur. Called me a honky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so that would be that would be my petty way of getting someone removed. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the pettiest thing is like the, which you never see anymore. This was more common, like, I don't know, probably like 25 years ago. I mean, the most famous example is actually legitimately 25 years ago. But in hockey, the stick measuring. Yes. Because with the like the long blade or whatever. No, that, the curve. Illegal yeah, curve. Uh, illegal curve, yeah. yeah. Like that never happens anymore, really. No. I, well, because they changed the rule. So oh. you can basically have a banana on there pretty much. Like they made it, they made it, you could, that you could make it more illegal to the point where, like, if you actually had an illegal curve, it would be of no benefit. So to the you. legality of curves is never in question. Never in question. Yeah, but real like, sticks have curves. Exactly. But, <laughs> but <laughs> the weird thing about that was even when I was in high school, I always loved <laughs> 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 my curvy stick. <laughs> All the other players would make fun of my curvy stick. <laughs> the energy. Oh, he's the energy guy. I fucking love it. Oh, man. Um, I wish you all could have seen how fired up he just got by that reference. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Um, So, yeah. So, basically, exactly. Like, the... um, I would request to the official that we measure the the curve anyways. Okay. Just to... to, to, Well, because the thing was that was weird about it was that, like, basically at that time, like, every player in the league was using an illegal curve. Yeah. Um, And then they would have, like, a legal stick that they would keep on the bench. So if they felt like they were going to get dinged, they would just, like, give the legal... Like, oh, no, I've I've been using this one the whole game. And it was the 90s, so I guess, like, no one noticed. There's like, no fine. video to yeah. review. Yeah, exactly. You can't do a digital rewind. No, exactly. Whatever. All the refs were on acid or whatever. So they're just like, oh, yeah, that's the one you were using. So, yeah, yeah that, they basically just, because it was such an annoying, like, it made no sense. Like, it wasn't really a big advantage to have this curve. And then you just delayed the game while the ref literally brought out, like, a slide measure and was like. <laughs> and that's. Ugh. Really, the problem with sports these days is uh, not enough delays anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's a good call. Yeah, I, I like that going for the illegal curve. Yeah, because I don't even. I think there is still a rule, but I think it's like, um, I think it's just yeah, it's so over the top. I mean, now. people talk about like Phil Kessel, like he's <laughs> like it's butter, like it's so wobbly, it's like yeah, it's not even solid. Well, that's that's just his flex body. Stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Um. <laughs> that photos because uh, I I don't follow a lot of sports content on social media, so most of memes of sports is from your Facebook group. That fucking photo Malcolm posted oh, of, of Kessel in the cryo chamber. <laughs> it's the best in the cryo chamber. It's so it's good. It's everything about it. It's his face. It's his hair. Like Yeah, his hair, his beard. <laughs> like, this is one of the best players in the NHL. And you can just tell he's like, yeah, this is my workout. <laughs> yeah. like, that's oh, he- well, because there, it, 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 that was a still shot from a video. And so the video is even funnier because Phil's like, ah, Gino, what are you doing in here? <laughs> 
And he's like, oh, you taking a fucking video? That's bit is so good. So good. But yeah, you're right. It's it's uh it's pretty outstanding. So yeah, I looked up the illegal curve and I was I was correct on the they they made it so that's basically but Kessel's is flex, it's not curve. Yeah. So the flex of his stick is super whippy. Like I don't know how he receives a pass with it. It's crazy. But yeah, did you have a Oh yeah. Uh and I'm going real petty here. Yeah, go. See what I would do is uh it would be like a deflate gate kind of situation where I would need the 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 equipment manager to be in on it, but what he would do instead of the equipment manager would be the parking lot attendant, and what we would do is, <laughs> is we would I already like it. We would remove signage so the team bus would park in a in a tow zone, and legally you would you'd be able to tow that bus. So they would come out after the game, and the bus would be towed. No, before the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that would disqualify them. So well, they gear, wouldn't have all. all they their, wouldn't have any gear. Yeah, all their right, gear okay. would still be in the bus. And oh, then okay. you would pay off, like you know, in the states, it'd be like Dick's Sporting Goods, and just be, oh, we're all closed. <laughs> and then they just wouldn't have any equipment. <laughs> and the game would the game would start late, and there'd be fines and stuff. And because the thing is, like, eventually, like. They would ask you for equipment, and you'd just be like, "Oh no, we don't have any." And you, that's because there would that's when the sportsmanship would come in, and right. they'd be like, "No, nah, you wouldn't like it. It's dirty." <laughs> yeah, because like every NHL team just has an equipment yeah. room, but they're like, "Oh no, we don't. We don't." Uh, it's in, it's in the wash. <laughs> it's super. It's soaking wet right now. Yeah, I love and that. And then for bonus points, they probably like they would disqualify themselves by how they would behave in such a ludicrous situation because there would be a lot of yelling and stuff. And then you phone the authorities. You'd be like, this man came into our building. He's shouting. And, and then you arrest like these famous football or hockey players. And it would be the, it would be the most petty way. Like, the imagine this blowback on social media. Oh, the, would twe- to- the tweets would be unbelievable. Because <laughs> oh, like three days later, the video would come <laughs> out of you changing the sign. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, you need the security. You need everyone in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's, no, I'm just more looking forward to the uh, the gif of the tow truck just pulling up to the bus and just towing it away. Because it would be an iconic sports gif. It would just be like, yeah. you blew it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taking it away. Uh, yeah, they, pair they, of digital sunglasses falls on top of the tow <laughs> truck before it yeah. drives up. And they would say, deal with it. Yeah. And the, uh, the headlights of the bus are crying Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would be. <laughs> Oh, that's just uh, oh. that's just quality stuff, boys. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> that's a fun gift, even if it doesn't have the historical yeah. relevance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What's going on?" A tow truck tows a bus. Sunglasses yeah. come down. The bus headlights are crying. Uh, Jordan, go film it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. And Jesus is riding the bus. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, this next question comes in from our current points leader, Boofer OC Brandon O'Connor. And he asks, inspired by Jim Benning and Trevor Linden, what pair of athlete alumni would do the most spectacular job of destroying their former team's future? I.e. Kurt Schilling and Manny Ramirez take over the Bosox. <laughs> he gave probably the best example. Yeah, that's a very good example. 
Um, I'm just gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with because I'm a Leafs uh, Leafs guy, obviously. And uh, for a while, when Randy Carlyle was the coach of the Leafs, two of the players he had on the fourth line were Colton Orr and Fraser McLaren. Uh, not uh, he played two enforcers. Name in, a more iconic duo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like so, he played two enforcers in uh, an era where enforcers were being phased out of the game. The Leafs had more fights. Uh, by double in the league that year than any other team. And so that's who I would pick to take over the Leafs, Colton Orr and Fraser McLaren, because I think they would <laughs> they would definitely be the guys, too, that would be like, no, there's still a, a place for grit in this game. They, like, bring, uh, like, uh, Todd Fedorik out of retirement and uh, just go for it. Um, I'm going to go with football here. And we all know, of course, that this is looking like it might be the end of an era in New England. That things are a little uncertain. Belichick might be stepping away. It's possible. Gronkowski is considering becoming a pro wrestler and no longer playing football. There's a lot of things that could be changing there. So I'm going to assume that by the end of this offseason, uh, when the tumult all plays out, uh, that, you know, uh, Belichick will be gone and Gronkowski will have retired. This is my assumption, okay? Uh, and so I am replacing. Uh, the the you know top dogs in the Patriots organization with Rob Gronkowski and his spiritual advisor, the ghost of Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> That's good. Now, if he's not allowed, if I have to pick a living person, I'll no, go you with don't. like Drew Bledsoe. No, but, no you're yeah, good. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, do we take a cover corner in the first round? Like, you know those like paintings of like Trump in the Oval Office with like Jesus standing behind him? It'll yeah. be like that, well, but Gronk and uh, Hernandez. Uh, John, you sometimes shape young minds, and this will be very embarrassing <laughs> if I get wrong because I did major in history before <laughs> I dropped out of university. But it's uh, Mackenzie King, right? Yeah, William Lyon Mackenzie King. N- not no, the one that talked to his dead mom on seances. Oh, um, I don't. I'm not oh, sure. I actually. didn't learn about that in grade twelve. Yeah, he was probably he never. Ma- he's one of our prime ministers. He never married. Like it was. He was a weird old man, and he always <laughs> did. With yeah, his William mom? William Lyon Mackenzie King. Yeah, it says. Yeah, that's right. You got it. Yep. Yeah, through the twenties and the forties. Yeah, he's one of the most successful democratic leaders of all time. But he would take like advice from his dead mother, <laughs> as given to him yeah. by. He, it says uh, King's campaign uh, on a stay the course budget was failing to resonate with voters, and his majority liberal government was in danger of being reduced to a minority. During a stop in Kingston, Ontario, King paid a visit to a woman named Rachel Bleeny, the prime minister's most trusted medium. <laughs> He walks into the house of his fortune tellers and no one notices, said historian Alan Levine. It's in the middle of the afternoon and he's going to get his fortune told and talk to someone. And he got away with this and reporters didn't even mind. Uh, But whether it was consulting the formations in his shaving cream, conducting seances with the dead, or his practice of table wrapping, think a giant Ouija board, few knew of the spiritualist side of King until after his death. And of course, we all know Alan Levine went on to be Avril's father. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Kingston, right? Isn't that where she's from? She's from Napanee. Why do I know that? Why wouldn't you know that? They family famously owned uh, home hardware though. Yes. That was the big. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was, that's he said. Is, so yeah. So William Lyon Mackenzie King. Oh, that was just you were just talking about Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that would be the relationship. <laughs> gotcha. you know, gotcha. Rob Gronkowski trusted would be, medium. Well, no, it would be the Long Island medium. Would be Rob Gronkowski's. <laughs> she would be the GM. But it would only she, he would only be used to speak to Aaron. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Ryan, your answer. Ah uh, man, uh, I. Th- I this way it would just be Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco for the Cincinnati Bengals because <laughs> then half the fans would be like, oh yeah, I guess he was here for a season. <laughs> yeah, Chad was pretty unstable. <laughs> yeah, and for yeah. the rest of the league, it's like I finally have a reason to care about the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's yeah, th- awesome. Them in the box always just not worth it. <laughs> no. Um, okay, and the last question, three hundred pointer, and this is his first time on the leaderboard. Comes in from Thomas at no salary retained. And uh, his question is, if there was a trade deadline in life, what would you trade for slash trade away? It's deep. Um, okay, on my trading block, for sure, I'm hoping to, to ship it out because there's probably someone out there looking to buy at the deadline of my life. Yep. Uh, is like having to take the garbage down to the <laughs> E1 basement in my building okay. like three times a week. Trying to trade that. Yeah, this is my assigned. You're on, you're on like the 27th floor. Yeah, this is my assigned chore in, in my the, in your house apartment. They gave you the worst one. I got garbage duty. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, I don't cook, so I don't have to ever clean the kitchen or anything. I cook sometimes, but you know, not enough to clean the kitchen ever. Right. So when I you clean do... it when I'm done with it. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so I just I'm on garbage duty, and I sometimes hate it. Because, like, it really, when Mike fucking does his <laughs> nightly fucking shepherd's, shepherd's pie, pie thing. Yeah. Oh, God. That <laughs> cold shepherd's pie is yeah. so unnerving, Mike. <laughs> right. like, and he also, like, yeah. he posted a picture. He posed for pictures with Justin. Yeah. And, and we, I would be so ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah. like He loves it. He's proud. But that's uh, that container is so much garbage. Yeah, you It goes right. in the recycling, but I also take down the recycling. Right. So recycling fills up. He so eats, fast. like, three shepherd's pies. Boom, fucking thing's full. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm trading this, and I know the value is low, so I probably have to sweeten the deal with something that's good in my life. Uh, I don't have anything, really. <laughs> Damn. Wow, okay. I got uh, very serious. I got to sweeten the deal. Hey, listen, I'll give you my garbage duty and my Funko Pops. For, uh... Yeah, my Funko Pops for sure. Garbage duty and Funko Pops. This is like the Mason Raymond and a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keith Ballard, Mason Raymond and a second. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what am I looking to trade for? Uh, I guess something good in your yeah, life. You're like, yeah, I don't just, have anything. Just like a lady who's... <laughs> Who's nice, maybe? Holy fuck. If you're, That's a if nice you're, lady. If you're trading garbage duty and funk <laughs> What kind of lady am I getting back? That's the it's question not, I was asking. It's, it's not good. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Wait, is, the, is the trade still valid if she fails her physical? <laughs> I'll throw in my pressure cooker. The Instapot. Okay. We'll, we'll go in there also. Okay, so now yeah. we sweeten the deal and the lady will be better also. That, that's definitely a better, yeah, yeah better deal for sure. Because you love your instant pot. I so. do, and Stefan loves his yeah, also. No, I, know. I know that's a big deal for you guys. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like that. Ryan? Uh, it's been said that I have a lot of energy, so in the same when like a team has a lot of something, they can they don't want to give it all away, but they can afford to give some. So I'd give 30% of my energy, which would bring me only slightly above average, and I would trade for a fucking huge cock. <laughs> 
or to not have general anxiety disorder anymore. <laughs> one of those two. Because <laughs> if I still had general anxiety disorder, I just wouldn't leave my house because I'd be too afraid of like my huge cock getting stuck and stuff. <laughs> or like you'd be in your own head during sex. You'd be like, I wonder if I'm hurting her. She's probably, probably not big. enjoying this. Yeah. No, I already am in my own head during sex. So without, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't help. Yeah, it wouldn't help at all. Um. Oh boy. Okay. What would I want to? What would I want to trade? Huh. I'm trying to think of like something I would want to give away. I got I like I don't have I guess I I don't know. Fuck, what do I want? That's a great question. I want to go to the briar. So that's a big thing that I would have to trade, but that's a big thing to trade for. And your curling team dissolved this week. We did, yeah. So we'll see what happens next year, but frig. So you're trading for a brand new team that's destined for the briar. I will trade my next now this okay. This is going to make me sound very presumptuous. <laughs> so I'm already hate, I, I love. That. I already hate myself for saying oh, this. This is this is what's going to lock up the humble bragging award. I right know, here. but it's the only thing that compares. I will trade away my next three festival appearances for the briar. Wow. <laughs> You got three booked? No. Oh, I was like, damn, man. That's, that's, why I'm saying it's pre- that's why I'm saying it's very presumptuous because I'm like, oh, I'll probably have three more. Yeah, you haven't done Winnipeg. Yo, that's probably in your future. And I don't at think least so, one man. more. Winnipeg seems so hard for me. I don't know why. Well, we I mean, can talk off our yeah, air. Yeah. I mean, I think I know why, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear something? Oh, uh, no. That's another off Yeah, we'll talk one. off air. I pitched for sports. And the so family, did I. The, the family member that was in my pitch. Oh. <laughs> I was uh. almost glad I didn't get Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, that. no kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they know a lot about hockey in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh yeah, so I'll trade that. I mean, I have one. I have one coming up, JFL Northwest. Yep. And then after that, I don't know. Um, maybe yeah i don't know i don't think i'm not on the jfl showcase this year so I yeah don't. but it's, that's no. he's be, he's made a televised appearance on a just I for laugh gal that's like what people strive for so that's not <laughs> but, that's not a fair thing okay here's here's a question though if if real good show is like a part of jfl northwest next year sure would you give that are, up? You, are, are you giving it up for the entire show or do you just not no. appear on that episode no no uh, RGS we can still do because it's not fair to you guys. It's solo, any solo festival. No, it, it is fair because you're sacrificing one team for another team. <laughs> yeah, just bury Justin and Stefan for my curling team. Um, for glory. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that's what I would trade. All right. I don't know that I'll do another three festival appearances, to be fully honest. But if I did, I would you got trade. a long life ahead of you. I do, but I'm just like, uh, once you do an album, I just... I hear you, buddy. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> you just might as well quit after that. God. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I do, I do still love doing stand-up, and I'm very excited for JFL Northwest. Did I mention I'm doing that? I'm opening for Nikki Glaser March 8th to 10th. Come on out. Yuck, yucks. Okay. I think you mentioned a few times. Yeah, yeah. We'll go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? I like Olympic curling. I'm just going to throw it right out there. That's my one good thing this week. It's going to be over basically by the time you listen to this episode, but it's been, it's so fun when it's on. It just, the buzz around the sport is contagious. 
being like having a curling specific Twitter, I didn't realize how good it was going to be for this specific thing. Like when I made it, it was mostly because a bunch of people unfollowed my comedian account and every one of them was like, I've unfollowed you because you talk about curling. Too much curling, but Yeah, so I was like, I thought making a separate account was like really stupid and no one would follow it. But it's like, it's not, it doesn't even matter. I just love having a place I can talk about curling where there's people who like to hear about it. And it seems like all of your curling tweets lately get like 50 faves at least. My my interactions on my curling account are way bigger than my comedy account. But much like a pumpkin business before Halloween, you (laughs) do realize there's a valley coming quick. Oh, big time valley. Big time valley. I'm thinking, oh, I run a pumpkin business year round. (laughs) That's probably why I had nothing to trade at the life deadline. (laughs) I think I Talk to me in October. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think yeah. I think I'm looking to uh, get rid of my uh, get looking to sell my Twitter account. I don't know somewhere around June. <laughs> that means so like because uh, this is how out of the loop I am with social media and stuff. But it'd be so funny if you like you're one of the I forget what the word is, but it's when a bunch of people run an account. And they just like retweet street jokes or internet street jokes, and then also ads and like stuff. Like aggregator, yeah, like, yeah, like uh, like Black Stewie or whatever. Yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. But if you're just, <laughs> if you're, you turn into that for like curling brooms, yeah, exactly. That's you what sold I'm, your curling. Account I'm trying out. to be. I'm trying to be an influencer. All those classic, uh, you know, curling street jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and all the like, curling accounts that are occasionally just like about how much they respect women. There is, <laughs> there is actually a curling joke account. Oh. Yeah. That t- that, but it's like it's it's like curling memes and stuff. It's very not. That great. is the joke. Yeah, I exactly. wish I could let go of this rock uh, as easy as I did with my relationships. <laughs> is a really depressed guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. My wife will tell you it's, uh, it's when I curl. It's much the same as at home. Just can't keep the house clean, guys. That's insane. Over hey, here. we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's my one good thing: Olympic curling. All right. Uh, when I left this place last week, uh, this place, me and John's apartment, <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to recommend Black Panther next week. But I did not have time to see it this weekend. Oh, I'm thought, seeing it tomorrow afternoon. I thought you were going to be like, seemed like there was a lot of people of color in that film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that no, did I'm really sound excited. Like how you were setting it up? I'm really excited. I just haven't seen it yet, and I uh, was thinking about recommending. No, you know what? I had a really good thing happen to me. It's not a cultural thing. It's just uh, every Monday at the bar before I come here to record the podcast, I host a screening uh, of Monday Night Raw with the sound on at the bar. And when we started doing this, it was because Mondays was the slowest day of the week. Did terrible sales numbers. And ever since I started playing wrestling like four weeks ago... Sales are way up because people just come in and get glued to the television for like an hour and a half and drink way more beers than they otherwise would. And this went from something that they were like, you can do this, but like, we're not going to promote it in any way. You just have to put the word out on your own, you know, venues and streams and what have you. And four weeks in. Sales are so good that the day is out selling the night on Monday, and they're going to fucking fully get on board and promote the shit out of the fact that every Monday at the Penny, it's Monday Night Raw with Sportsnet 650's own Justin Morissette. And I'm fucking jacked up on that because this is my own little personal pet project, and it's going very well. Sounds more like a plug than a uh, one good thing. Well, you know what? It is also that. Okay. So, Ryan. yeah. 
Um, just so you know, I don't know if you're confused by Justin's, but we will give you a separate section to plug. <laughs> that uh, was a good thing that happened, though. I'm excited. They're going to make a poster with my face on it. Oh, boy. That'll be fun. I've been watching so many yeah. uh, YouTube cooking channel videos. Too many to plug. But my favorite, <laughs> like, it's gotten in. It's, Do you cook or you just like to watch them? Oh, I cook now. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I was all, I was always a pretty average cook, but I've, yeah, I'm like hella into cooking now. So my is Sick. mine is. Uh, and you live ten minutes from here. and Never got a dinner invite, so that's cool. Wow. Oh well, we can talk. Uh, look, my. <laughs> Do is my sink in a weird kind of situation where does it work or does it not work? Quotation marks. Do I have to, you know, use a bleach, you can come over a here. bleach wipe and clean my bathroom so I can wash my dishes in it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, listen, you want to come over here and use my facilities by all means. Uh, yeah, well, dude, yeah, I would love to make you a nice. Uh, I'm real. I'm really good at pasta dishes. I tried to make hollandaise sauce for the first time yesterday because I always heard it's difficult. Did you make and eggs I did. Benny? Uh, yeah, and asparagus to put the hollandaise sauce over. Split the sauce though. Too hot. I've, I'm new to French water baths. <laughs> Same. I haven't even started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, but man. yeah, uh, so my recommendation is uh, if you want a double yoker for your eggs, Benny, or just a double poached egg, uh, take a small cup, uh, put uh, cellophane wrap, the stuff that'll be heat treated, so not dollar store stuff, crack two eggs in, and then tie it, let all the air out, and then just throw that in the water. You're fucking sous vide, bud. <laughs> yeah, bud. Love what you're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, Pick double yokers are way better because that's the. Thing with eggs, Benny, it's like, oh man, there's two eggs on there. Then you put two eggs on there, they're they're falling all over the place. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) We have, absolutely. That's all. So, what what, what, uh, channels are you watching? Is it like tasty or what? What are we talking here? Tasty. What? I live a. I don't. I don't live in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking the Rams dog. We're talking. Well, the best is Jamie Oliver's Food Tube. Uh, he's great, and he also has other celebrity chefs on. Uh, I watch a lot of random uh, Indian women's cooking videos. Uh, it's very interesting, and it's so good. And they make Indian food just in such a great way but then they'll do a western dish and then you'll just be like what you don't put ketchup on pizza lady what's wrong with you because it's it's fun because you'll see racially motivated like arguments and like white people making curries and like indian dishes they'll be like you don't do it that way and i'm like oh chill out but then you'll see like oh like an indian person making uh, a western dish and then you'll just be like that's not how you make pizza so it's like you know those cultures are all different, you know? Yeah, it's, that's what I found. People are we're all different. It cuts both yeah. ways. Yeah, it does cut both ways. Because <laughs> I would think that's so silly. It'd be the order of what you toast things. The spices, like, no, Indian. We just laugh. With, there was this one comment. It's like, Indian people just laugh when we see you make curry and you're not toasting your spices before. I'm like, you laugh? You literally laugh? And then, <laughs> But then I see then I see ketchup going on pizza and I'm like, yeah, I'm laughing too. <laughs> <laughs> True. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates, as always, lately anyways, have been Heather and Ben, our producer, of course, Daniel Cazetto, taking studious notes this entire time. Daniel, thank you so much. We just bowed in respect towards him. Uh, If you want to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash realgoodshow, where, as we mentioned, we did record a bonus episode uh, with Justin Bourne of The Athletic about uh, the Jim Benning extension, and we talked about a bunch of other things as well, Eric Goodbranson and just kind of 
the old guard obsession with toughness in the entire sport of hockey and hockey's kind of resistance towards progress as a idea in general basically uh it's really good stuff you can find that on the patreon page uh the blog of course realgoodshow.com you can find images and videos of all of the things we talked about today and uh it always helps if you rate and review the program on itunes or just tell people that you like it so maybe think about doing that our guest of course has been the delightful ryan williams ryan thank you so much for coming back man thanks for having me this is a lot of fun yeah do you have anything that you want to plug Oh, yeah. So I'm not doing well as a comic, so what I do instead of getting uh, work from comedy clubs is I throw my own comedy shows. So uh, if you're ever free on a Tuesday, uh, come down to Granville Island Brewery on Granville Ooh. Island to the tap room every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. We always, we always have a great show. I've heard of this. this yeah, full full pint comedy. Like doing well. I've performed full on it. Comedy. It's a great show. Uh, and then also, please, if you, uh, uh, if, uh, there you are free on... March 6th, please come to the Biltmore Cabaret for the Just for Laughs uh, Festival. That show's at 7 o'clock, so if you could come to that, please come. Cause Is that there, the uh, comedy no, bucket? No, that's the Just for Laughs showcase. Oh, right, that you're on. So, yeah, this is the fifth year I've showcased, so now it's starting to get to the point where, like, when I don't get it, it's going to get sadder every year. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first couple times, I was like, oh, man, I'm just happy to be here. There's, like, a lot of headliners, but now I, like, look at the lineup, and I'm like, oh, I feel I'm a stronger comic than you, so when you get it over me, I'll be devastated. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then Friday, yeah, yep. <laughs> like I have, this is so gross, but and then uh, March 9th, uh, uh, part of the JFL Northwest Festival, that is Comedy Bucket with past guest Gavin B- Matz, uh, and then uh, March 10th is LMG News with past guest Jacob Samuel, nice. and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I want the folks at home. And you do Comedy Bucket monthly, and you do Full Pine every week. Yeah. So those are ones that people can look out and for. I've done both. Comedy Bucket is a super fun time, and Full Pint is also great. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get some special drop-in guests at Comedy Bucket uh, if we uh, if they come. <laughs> I just I just want what the folks is at it? home. March 9th? Yeah, March 9th, and it starts at ten thirty. So oh, I don't so know. Maybe me and Nikki will roll. That's by. what that's what I was. Uh, yeah, you know what I was getting at. <laughs> I got you, bud. I want the folks at home to know that uh, Ryan did not have a gun to his head during the plug segment yeah why he did just, i seem so just bad? happened to read them as if it was uh, a newspaper and a proof of life video <laughs> nice yeah. and also man i wish uh we had this or maybe look out for something from me and a past guest uh wait you're not allowed to plug podcast i might have a podcast coming out oh sure yeah, plug, it. plug it but we don't it's uh maybe don't plug it unless you're gonna do it <laughs> No, because then it'll be like people, <laughs> that'll get people like hyped up. Oh, okay, so then Watch it'll convince the you to skies. go. Yeah, what's the uh, what? Uh, it the doesn't pop? have a title yet, and it will be with past guest Christina Borland, and it's uh, it's gonna be about. It's called No Vacancy. It'll be oh. a podcast about like how shitty it is renting places. Yeah, all right. okay. well, hopefully with by the time you start on. the show, you'll learn that her name is Christine and not Christina. Christina. Well, that was the joke, is that I was going to do it with someone I don't know. Oh. Because that's sometimes you have to do in in living situations in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. It's like you end up like having yeah. such an intimate relationship with someone you met off of Craigslist. So I thought, uh, yeah, so I thought of like some people that I know are really funny, but that I don't know well. Okay. And Good that's idea. why I've, I thought of uh, Alexandra Bordelin. <laughs> <laughs> but that might not actually, uh, that might She's not. great. Yeah. She was a great guest on this program. That's, yeah. yeah I, was, I look forward to it if it does happen. Yes, yeah, me hopefully. as well. <laughs> no, I was doing the secret thing. Like I put that out in the universe. Now it has to happen. Exactly. I, agree. Exactly. I like exactly. it. Just like I have to trade energy for a big dick. <laughs> Until next week, 
I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan is gone. I'm John. Oh, so I'm, I'm Ryan Williams at Ryan or not. Also, that's the thing to plug. Yep, at Ryan or not. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Be real. Be good. Be real good. No at Ryan vacancy. or not. <laughs> I thought I'd fill in for Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, that. you did good. Yeah. No, I don't think I did at all. Well, you did fine. No. I mean, you ne- you've never had to do it before. I know. Thank you. You had to do it on your own <laughs> I thing. can't believe I said pee in the poop. <laughs> What would I do without your smart mouth Drawing me in and you kicking me out You've got my head spinning No kidding, I can't pin you down What's going on in that beautiful mind I'm on your magical mystery ride And I'm so dizzy Don't know what hit me But I'll be alright My head's underwater But I'm breathing fine You're crazy and I'm out of my mind Cause all of me loves all of you Love your curves and all your edges all your perfect imperfections Give your all to me I Give my all to you You're my end and my beginning Even when I lose, I'm winning Cause I give you all of me And you give me all How many times do I have to tell you? Even when you're crying, you're beautiful too. The world is beating you down. I'm around through every mood. You're my downfall, you're my muse. My worst distraction, my rhythm and blues. I can't stop singing, it's ringing in my head for you. My head's underwater, but I'm breathing fine. You're crazy and I'm out of my mind. Cause all of me loves all of you. Love your curves and all your edges. All your perfect imperfections. Give your Even when I lose, I'm winning Cause I give you all of me And you give me all of you Curse and all.
your perfect imperfections. Give your all to me. I'll give my all to you. You're my end and my beginning. Even when I lose, I'm winning. 'Cause I give you all of me, and you give me all of you. I give you all of me, and you give me all of you. Before we start thanking the donors, I I'm thinking maybe I should do this thing more often where I post like a little teaser clip yeah. of the bonus episode because it seemed like it really worked this week. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, new donors, so that's uh, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you to everybody who enjoyed uh, a lot. Of, we've got a lot of positive feedback about the Justin Bourne episode already then, in like less than twenty four hours, which yeah. is super awesome. And a lot of these people are uh, are great uh, are great fans I of mean, the show. All and, of the fans are great, of course. Fans. But these are great fans is, now is again because the they're donating. Uh, so thank you to my former student Viaz Saran, yeah, who uh, hung out with us the night that he we did. had those front row seats, yeah, which is great. So yeah, we got a five dollar pledge from him. So thank you to Viaz, good dude. Uh, he's a great dude. Yeah, we also received a five dollar pledge from malcolm ford uh so thank you malcolm thank you malcolm and we received a five dollar and eleven cent pledge from cole goenda hope i said that right uh curious maybe he's just like a big 311 fan oh. but then was like i can't pledge 311 then, then i won't I get, get the, the bonus content i bet that's exactly right but isn't well what is like 511 because that's like a thing right is it i know 511 is a thing 511 is for in alberta it's for road conditions, road reports, and traffic cams. And I mean, that's kind of what we provide. Yeah, it is actually in the U.S. and Canada. 511 is a transportation and traffic information telephone hotline in some regions of the U.S. and Canada. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I guess. It says it's also the number has extended to be the default name of many state and provincial transportation department road conditions websites, such as Wisconsin site. Weird. Yeah, very weird. Uh, but thank you to Cole. Maybe he works for... Yeah, maybe he just loves traffic 511 DC. Uh, we received a $5 pledge from Computer Boy, Reese Albrecht. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, thanks, Reese. <laughs> I and, thought uh, the guy's name was just going to be Computer Boy. But uh, that was the name that, that he put in. That would have been dope. But, yeah. uh, but he, Reese Albrecht is cool yeah, also. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. And we also I think received, he's also one of those Kelowna boys like Justin Bourne as well. He might be, yeah. And then we also received a $5 pledge from Philip Millspa. Ah, he, I think, is a former donor. Is he? And who now we he's welcome back? back to the fold. Yeah, it sounds like he sounds British. That sounds very like a Brit. I'm Philip Millspa. <laughs> um, sounds very British. Uh, we he's received, a soccer commentator. He may very, well, may very well be. We also received a $5 pledge from Riley McGregor. Welcome, Riley. Thank you, Riley. And uh, also a returning donor. $5 pledge from Jeff Serheniak. Ah, yes. Yeah, he. Uh, I believe I've sent him a t-shirt in the past. I think so. so I he's, recall he's, that yeah, name. He's a, he's a donor, past donor. And finally, uh, we received a $5 pledge from Jackson McDonald. And you know what? That actually means a lot to me. Yeah. Because His house know, burned now. Yeah, Jackson has really gone through some tough times in the last little while. Absolutely. Literally, we are not joking. His house literally burned down. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not joking. Uh, I would never joke. And uh, for him to, uh, you know, in his time of need, to take some time to kick us some 
some some coins over here. Absolutely. We certainly appreciate it. You're probably that. saying to yourself, well, couldn't you guys just give him the bonus episode? And to that, I say, no. Well, he never asked. Yeah, That's exactly. the main that thing. That is not. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> if he asked, we might have been like, oh, yeah, your house burned down. We can just send you the raw file, man. But uh, in any case, we will take his $5 happily. Yeah. So thank you, Jackson. Absolutely. And um, I guess that's it. That's all. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Oh, motherfucker. Shit. Shut the fuck up, man. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Thanks, Batman.